now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Two hours in the books. One more to go on this holiday weekend. I hope everyone has Monday off. Same. The only, the only thing that should be open on Monday is Allsips. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe unless, of course, you work in hospitality, it's, it's Stinkeroonies. Or, or you're working the wine festival. Yes. And I'll probably be seeing you on Monday, wine festival. You might be seeing me Sunday. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Sports Animal, live from Red Door Brewing downtown, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm about to give me another cocktail now that we hit another hour in the yeah, books. One hour gone. This always goes by so fast, man. Because we have a lot of fun. Because the program is just so much fun, Amory. You know this. Especially when you guys are uh, on assignment at Red Door. Yeah. Lucky to be here. Lucky to have Red Door as a friend of the show. Count us as elated. Friends of the show, do you have a fantasy draft this weekend? I have three. You have three? I have three this weekend. I I have one in the books, two to go. I got my fantasy league that I've been commissioner of for like almost 20 years now. It is a two-quarterback, it is a three-flex, and it has individual defensive players. I don't recommend this kind of league for anyone on earth. It takes way too much time and effort, but God dang it, it is fun. So we're going to look at this like a standard league, okay. not like a, not a giant. I mean, yeah. no keepers or Yeah, no keepers, auction. no auction. This is a snake draft standard league. And we're going to start off talking about the first rounders. I have the Yahoo rankings and the ESPN rankings pulled up right now. And both of them have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase going 1-2. I think that is an overreaction to future possibilities. Absolutely, especially uh, Justin Jefferson. He's about to get paid, by the way, in the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to get a lot of money in Minnesota. He's coming off a record-breaking season. He still is in a high-powered offense. I think he'll have a really good year. But Jamar Chase, I know Joe Burrow is back at practice for the Cincinnati Bengals, but we don't know what's going to happen. Is he fully healthy? And plus, you got two other great receivers to feed in that offense. So I think not only Justin Jefferson is ranked too high. I mean, he's Justin Jefferson's the overall number one on every fantasy ranking. And I think it's bonkers because there's so few true RB1s that you have to get a good running back early or you're screwed. That's my biggest tip this year with fantasy football is I think you need to stock up on running backs. I know there's been a lot of off-season talk about the running back isn't important. They're not getting paid. I would definitely target running backs first round. I, I always, I historically, I always do. There's so many good wide receivers. There's, I mean, there's wide receivers. If Some, some teams have a WR2 that's going to put up WR1 numbers, and you could get those guys three rounds later. But what you can't get three rounds later is a starting running back. I think Christian McCaffrey should be number one overall. 
He's somewhere in between the two, three, four area on a bunch of rankings. As he should be. He should be top five. Uh, I uh, I still would go Austin Eckler over him. And a lot of people are really – I took a lot of risks in my keeper league by uh, drafting young, supposedly, quote-unquote, who are going to have breakout seasons as okay. rookies. Um, so I took a big risk, but I definitely think I would take Austin Eckler, then Christian McCaffrey. But Bijan Robinson is top five on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, I mean, I have – running backs ranked so much higher in my first round rankings i got mccaffrey number one which is which is still amazing eckler number two nick chubb number three love derrick henry number four b john robinson number five and then we can start talking about receivers uh absolutely i i I 100 agree with that van i know that's not good for radio but this is serious when it comes to fantasy football talk (laughs) i know that that you don't want to agree when it comes to radio but when it comes to fantasy football we all need to be on the same page here and be helping each other even if we're in the same league which we will be drafting together this upcoming week um but people are really high on bijan robinson and um I understand after his college career, but what do you think about drafting rookie, quote-unquote, going to be stars in the NFL? Um, I usually don't draft rookies. Uh, I try not to. I mean, it looks like B. John Robinson is going to be a true number one. He's going to get 15 carries a game, five or so targets a game. He's going to be the focal point of that offense, but I still can't trust a rookie, and I especially can't trust a rookie on a sorry-ass team like the Falcons. I don't know, Van. I'm not going to sleep on the Falcons this year. Ugh. I'm not saying they're going to. Gross. I'm not. I, 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 I think they're going to be competitive within their own division. I'm not saying they're going all the way. But I, if you look, uh, especially for fantasy football pur- purposes, I believe in Arthur Smith and what he's doing with that offense. I don't care if it's Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. And why is no one talking about Tyler Algier anymore? Well, I mean, Bijan has the skill set to do everything. They're going to feed him early. He's going to come right into an RB1 kind of um, a load early in the year. But I just don't trust a rookie. Maybe he's not that he's everything that he's cracked up to be. In that Bijan Robinson area, you can get a Tony Pollard. You could get a Saquon Barkley. Like, these guys are proven commodities who are going to be true RB1s, and they are proven. Well, and it was hard until this week, and that's why I don't understand the really early drafts because, for example, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, those are two top ten running backs that you were like, okay, are they even going to play? What team are they going to play on? Well, Josh Jacobs is like, okay, we have a clean slate now. I got paid, so I would be fine with drafting um, Josh Jacobs. But what about the people that drafted Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, excellent point. Like, that's why I like having my draft, like, literally the week before the season starts because you know where all the trades are going. You know the the bad preseason injuries. You have way more data on what the season's going to look like instead of being stuck with a, a Jonathan Taylor who's missing four games and he's disgruntled. Who knows? He, who knows if he even comes back? After four games. Who knows if he's going to come back and what what an impact he'd make on a team. Because if he goes to a team, like the mystery team we talked about yesterday on the program was the Green Bay Packers, who is one of the best duos running backs in the league with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You, what, you're going to put Jonathan Taylor in that threesome? 
then that's not going to be good for your fantasy football. Also, if you can, like, do a wraparound in, like, rounds three and four and get both Aaron Jones and A.G. Dillon, you're going to get, like, 200 yards a game. Because with the rookie quarterback and Jordan Love, they're just going to keep feeding and feeding and feeding these running backs, and they're going to have gadget plays and dump-offs and screens. And these guys are both going to be the focal point of the offense, so you can't go wrong with either one. Well, and I was thinking that for the Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor fantasy owners, that's why I think they were excited if the Colts would have paid him or kept him because that's going to relieve a lot of pressure for their rookie quarterback. Sure. They're hoping to be franchise quarterback Anthony Richardson. So it, it, it just plays a lot of role where these running backs go. And if you draft it early, I am so sorry. Oh, yeah, and you're stuck with one of these guys. You don't know where they are or they're injured or whatever. I mean, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year, and you could get him in the middle of the second round in a lot of these leagues. I mean, there's there's some value to be had in the first three rounds, but look, it's a wide receiver-heavy league. It's a quarterback-heavy league. They're going to put up insane amounts of numbers throwing the ball just about every team is going to sling the ball as much as humanly possible. So you could find a lot of value in wide receivers in the middle to late rounds, and I think that's exactly what you should do. So what So what we have diagnosed so far, for any, anyone listening, friends of the show, is that you want to go running back heavy. Yes. Don't get stuck without an RB1. Especially in the first two rounds. You better have one. You better have an RB1 I mean, in the first two rounds. I mean, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, uh, the list can go on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, in the, the second and third round, you can get a guy like a Joe Mixon or a, a Najee Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, but it falls off real fast after that. Once you get to, like, the fourth, fifth tier, I mean, you got to put your soul into, like, a guy like Jameer Gibbs, who's an unproven rookie as well. And the Detroit Lions, they don't play a true RB1 type of offense. There are a lot of people are going to eat in that offense. Well, and there was a lot of movements with running backs, too, between the Bears, the Eagles, the Panthers. Like, how is Miles Sanders going to do with the Carolina Panthers? They have another rookie uh, quarterback in uh, Bryce Young. And uh, how's, how's DeAndre Swift going to do in that high-powered offense at the Philadelphia Eagles? Right. They have, like, eight running backs. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why you need a true RB1 because most of the teams in the NFL don't care about a true RB1. They're going to have a running back by committee, and it's going to be just giving it to the hot hand or giving it to who's healthiest that week or uh, who um, has a contract coming up. I think after the Cleveland Browns let go of Kareem Hunt or whatever happened with that mess, also where's Kareem Hunt going? That's another thing. That's another thing you can play into fantasy. That's not a bad for late rounds for running backs. Uh, I think Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are your true RB1s right now in the league. They're going to have a lot of carries. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it's, and it's very top-heavy, too. You can't go very much further down to, to get a true RB1. I think it falls off really hard around pick 20 like once you get past joe mixon and Najee harris there's no more true rb1s left so you gotta grab one of these guys super early and then supplement them with a good wide receiver we'll talk about wide receivers when we get back but where do you see a marie some really good value uh drafting rb1s after the first couple rounds after the first couple rounds uh rb1s Yes. After the first couple rounds, RB1s, uh, I mean, 
again, I I mean, I mean, we're a broken record here. You gotta. I would pick within my. This is and this isn't a keeper league. This is a standard league, right? This Correct. is just a yeah. no. You don't Welcome have any keepers. Yes. No auctions. I definitely within the first like six rounds, half of them be running backs. Sweet. Yeah, I agree as well. You don't need to pick a quarterback early. I know. I know a lot of you are like, oh, I got to get Patrick Mahomes. Of course you do, but. There, I mean, there's the exception, but I, but through the first six rounds, I'd make them half running backs. So I think there's a lot of value with your new crush, Alexander Madison, <laughs> somewhere hey, in between RB15 and RB20, because mm-hmm. I think he's going to pick up the majority of the carries that Dalvin Cook is going to leave on the table, and then they'll, they'll have like a, a less of a role for his backup. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's unfortunate news. Uh, uh, the RB2 uh, for the Minnesota Vikings is now Miles Gaskin. I don't, could, know if, I don't know if people... It could be worse. I, it could be worse. Uh, I mean, I'm not that upset. I was just really uh, excited about these young running backs we had, but, of course, due to injury, we picked up Miles Gaskin from the Miami Dolphins. If you didn't know that, he is on the Minnesota Vikings now. Sure. Again, that is another thing that's going to play into your fantasy football league. These last-minute injuries going into week one, these last-minute pickups, Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt, it's all going to affect your fantasy football league. So just be aware. And if, let's say, you don't heed our advice and you go big-time wide receiver early, you can get yourself a little Jonathan Taylor. Maybe the sixth or seventh round. Oh, absolutely. You could get yourself a little Alvin Kamara, yeah. seventh or eighth round. And later on, when it comes down to the playoffs and later on the season, those are great, great trade value as well. You are so right, right there. When we get back, we're going to talk fantasy wide receivers, and then we're going to talk fantasy QBs. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Fantasy football. We're talking some fantasy football on the program. What program? Oh, you mean two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal, that one? The sportsiest sports show you've ever heard in your life, that one? Is that the one you're referring the to? The sportsiest sports, sports, sports adjacent show. And that's just a sprinkle of adjacency. It's fan- fantasy is just straight up sports. Fantasy is not adjacent. It's actual, actual sports. It's serious. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. One Van Nunley here, one A. Marie Castillo there, one Cal Moots back at the studio. Hey, Cal, do you do fantasy football? You got your fantasy football draft coming up this weekend? You know what, guys? I'm I'm going to be a big letdown on that. I have never been a fantasy football guy, so I am not the guy to ask about that. Okay. I apologize. Cal well, is so <laughs> calm and so nice. He's like, I'm so sorry I let you down, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, that's not a letdown whatsoever. I've dedicated way too much time and effort and money into fantasy sports. Same. I used to play fantasy at a level that I would refer to as semi-professional. I used to put thousands of dollars a year into fantasy sports. I'd have up to 16 fantasy football teams. Now, Cal, you're not an expert, but uh, let me tell you, that is crazy. That's insane. Uh, The first year I didn't make a profit, I quit. So I quit while I was ahead, and now I just do it for fun. Only three teams this year. My personal team that I'm the commissioner of with all my friends from – childhood up through college years and of course 
adult years. We play in the same league that we've been playing in for almost 20 years. It is beautiful, and it is pathetic, and it is like the best mix of both of those. And then we got two leagues for two men on, one of them with the friends of the show, and one of them with uh, talent at Cumulus Networks. I'm very excited about that. We got 12, talent. 12 talking heads from Cumulus. We got every radio station in the Cumulus Network represented in our Cumulus Fantasy League. I'm really excited for all the smack talking that's going to be happening across all these networks. Everyone else, I, I love... Not that so much has to do with fantasy, but everyone has a different football team, too. Everyone's so different on this in this league for our Cumulus Media League. So sure. I'm very excited to see what goes down at Howie's. Well, let's see who takes the first wide receiver coming this Tuesday at Howie's. There's a lot of duh picks. Like we told you last segment, get a good RB1 early, and then better wide receivers for cheaper will be later in the draft. But if you get a Justin Jefferson, great. Jamar Chase, great. Stephon Diggs, we're happy for you. Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, all these super high-end guys, that's great. But what I'm more interested in is where the wide receiver value is. Because if you get one of the top ten guys, they're the top ten guys for a very good reason. They're fantastic. The quarterbacks on their teams will just keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. Let's talk about the big dogs first, Avery. Yeah. I, well, and, and Van, you bring up the big dogs, and you mentioned Justin Jefferson sure. coming off a big year. Jamar Chase, just equally as talented, had some injuries last year, has a quarterback who's injury prone. Uh, Joe Burrow's back. I think he's going to be fine. I think this is, And you said he has a lot of weapons around him, too. So you have these star receivers, but how much production are they going to get you? Is Matthew Stafford going to connect with the young guys? Is Cooper Cup's not healthy to start week one. Sure. Who's going to be throwing to him? Right. Tyreek Hill, we found out yesterday he's going to have no disciplinary, disciplinary actions right. for his boat situation sure in he tried, miami he tried to be a north african somalian pirate and just steal some guy's boat well and apparently dolphins are free from um getting in trouble for aquatic crimes so well, it's a good and, day to be a dolphin and is is tua gonna stay healthy this year who's gonna get tyreek uh tyreek kill the ball so these are things i think about i mean i don't think you can go wrong drafting these guys right. i just think there's a lot of question marks even with your top five receivers and i agree i um up at the top uh, you know obviously justin jefferson he's a true number one Kirk cousins is going to force him the ball 20 times a game he's going to eat as long as he's healthy but i'm looking at the second wide receiver on the board jamar chase and i'm like i don't have him ranked that high neither do i he's one of the elite talents in the nfl absolutely but he's also got two other fantastic wide receivers Higgins and Boyd that are going to be competing for for targets so I don't see Jamar Chase while he has number one talent I don't know if he's going to have WR2 numbers so would you take a CD lamb which is still top 10 or an AJ Brown or so even I, a DeAndre Hopkins over him I, I really like AJ Brown this year and it's hard Same. for me it's hard for me to pick a guy that high when there's running backs available but I think A.J. Brown's going to have a monster year. And in this time next year, if you tell me that A.J. Brown's the number one ranked wide receiver on your board, I won't be surprised. I think he's that good. 
the first handful of rounds, the first five to six rounds, you need to go wide receiver and running backs. No other, no question. I'm a, I'm really high. I don't on... care if Justin Tucker's available. Whoa, you're going to pass on Tucker? <laughs> I'm really high on Garrett Wilson. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to feed Garrett Wilson, and he's going to be a true number one. If you already have a running back or two, I would be perfectly fine with Garrett Wilson being my WR1 this year. I definitely believe in wide receivers going to their second year, too. I, I definitely like it with the experience of uh, getting rid of the the rookie the rookie year and going into, especially because Garrett Wilson's coming off offensive player, one of the offensive players of the year. And uh, he has, they have like 18 running backs, which is going to open a lot of um, availability for Garrett Wilson. And he's just great. My steal of the year, I agree completely. My steal of the year, you could get him probably in round four, maybe round five. I might be drafting him as high as round three. So if you're in a league with me, you better grab this guy early. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster year catching the ball from Sunshine. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, maybe not bet on it. Just kidding. That's a horrible joke. Ha. That's a terrible. Ha. That is such a hacky, ha. overused joke. As a professional stand-up comedian, I am so mad at myself for even saying that. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, coming off a really great season, um, have a lot of weapons. I, 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 like, I like your thoughts with Calvin Ridley. I mean, and there's a lot of great, like we said earlier, get your RB1s early because there's great value in, like, rounds three, four, five for good Absolutely. wide receivers. You could get a DJ Moore. You could get a Christian Watson. You can get a Keenan Allen. I like you a Deontay get... Johnson from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great. A lot of people, yeah. uh, I, like, I like Pittsburgh's offense this year. I mean, if DeAndre Hopkins comes in healthy, he could be an absolute steal in, like, the fifth or sixth round. What about earlier when we were talking about Mike Evans? When do you take Mike Evans in this draft? And what about Michael Thomas? Yeah. He has Derek Carr now. Right. I mean, I don't, that's another guy that's totally dropped off. Do you still draft Michael Thomas in the draft? Um, I mean, I would. I mean, late because you don't know how long he's going to be healthy. Michael Thomas is somewhere around, somewhere in the hundreds. So you can get him ninth, Late. Tenth, ninth, 10th, 11th round if you want to take a chance on him. I took a, a lot of people are sleeping on Odell Beckham. Uh, that's another one I saw in my first fantasy draft that sure. someone took pretty early. I um, We talked about this earlier with the running backs in the beginning of the hour. Taking risks on like Bijan Robinson, Jameer sure. Gibbs, star running backs that were taken in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh -huh. What about someone? Um, I took a risk on this in my uh, keeper draft. Someone like Zay Flowers right. or Jordan Addison. Some of these young receivers are going to have breakout seasons. When would you take them, Van? Um, like I said earlier, when we're talking about Jamar Gibbs and Bijan Robinson, I really don't trust rookies because I don't know what their place in the offense is going to be. Tough. I don't know what they're going to do when they react to the the strength and the speed of the NFL. I mean, just way late. Just way, way late. I don't that, take in keeper leagues. I would take them. Maybe in auction leagues because or your dynasty leagues. Maybe take them for future value, but sure. not oh, yeah. in these kind of leagues. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of quarterbacks when we get back, and then we'll segue into the I nine varsity. The I nine varsity of underrated things. Mm. This is going to be a good one. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten the Sports Animal. Marie, it is already 6.30. I know. This flies Two by. Two and a half hours have flown by through this program. We almost couldn't get the I-9 Varsity in. We're going to shove it in today because we never miss the I-9 Varsity. 
But let's hit on quarterbacks real quick. What are your thoughts, by the way, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal, A. Marie Castillo, uh, NFL enthusiast, uh, fantasy guru. Yes. What is your attitude? What is your usual game plan when it comes to drafting quarterbacks? I used to think it was so important to draft a quarterback, but it is not my priority anymore. It is not until maybe the fifth round. If someone's really good, is still available. I'm talking the exception. So uh, some people like to draft early, get a stud, and then just set it and forget it. But I think there's so much value in the middle rounds of quarterbacks. You can miss out on a Patrick Mahomes, a Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. You can skip out on these guys and get a RB1 or WR1 in that area. And then the middle tier of quarterbacks basically like after joe burrow i mean you could get like a justin fields and like the fifth or sixth round he's gonna get a running back's worth of yardage and carries just by himself without even considering passing the ball so like all the way in between like qb6 and qb15 like there's so much value aaron Rodgers is qb14 or 15 you can let everyone else draft a quarterback and then just swoop up old aaron Rodgers later in the draft yeah, and I think when it comes to quarterbacks, what people need to understand, if you're new to fantasy or you just know the basics, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not holding that against you. But just because a quarterback is top five in the league or uh, dominating the NFL in regular season does not mean they're a good fantasy football quarterback. I mean, we joke a lot about the Dak Prescotts, the Kirk Cousins, the Derek Cars. Like, those guys are really per- productive in fantasy. Yeah, Kirk Cousins gets to throw the ball to the best wide receiver in the league over and over and over again. He's fine. If you don't get a top-shelf guy, stock up on running backs and wide receivers and throw a Kirk Cousins in there. Throw a Aaron Rodgers in there. Throw a... I mean, as long as Dak Prescott has a job, you could throw a Dak Prescott in there before (laughs) Cooper Rush obviously is going to take his job by week four. Especially with these RPOs and these mobile quarterbacks, you know, it might be more attractive to get a uh, Justin Fields, a Lamar Jackson, um, which Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and all these guys will probably go high in your fantasy football draft. But, uh, you know, even taking someone like Lamar Jackson is a risk. I mean, when have you had him fully healthy for a season in fantasy football? Literally once. Once. He's been, he's been healthy for once. a whole season one time. And I, he see, won the MVP. I see him go yeah. so early in so many leagues, and I would not take that risk. i rather not take Lamar Jackson, and i rather settle with someone like Derek Carr or Daniel Jones or just anyone that's going to actually produce and I know can stay consistent. All right, my guy this year, the guy who's catching, who's throwing balls to my other guy, Big season for sunshine coming. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have a prolific offense led by Trevor Sunshine Lawrence, and he's going to be a steal somewhere around quarterback 8, 9, 10 off of the board. So I really like the draft position and the upside for Trevor Lawrence and what he's capable of in that offense i have him in uh, my uh my keeper league and i have daniel jones i think those are very two different quarterbacks uh but two really good fantasy quarterbacks i think like you said trevor lawrence is gonna have a really good year everyone's like oh daniel jones underrated 
the guy's going to rush for at least a couple hundred yards. I mean, I mean the guy, you know, Danny dimes. So, um, just be careful. I think a lot of people get caught up into is be careful when you draft similar players on the same team and look out for bye weeks too. And not just with right. uh, similar players on similar teams, yeah. but like in general, look at your bye weeks. So, I mean, okay. It, it cha- if you're in a standard league, look, wait for a quarterback. Wait, wait, way late. Wait, the, way late. The difference in between Patrick Mahomes at quarterback number one and Justin Herbert at quarterback number seven, it's not the same distance from no. running back one to running back seven. Oh, my gosh. It is significantly different. And you can pick up quarterbacks weekly. Right, People do, pick up and drop. Unless you're in a two-quarterback league or you're in a keeper league and you're a huge Kansas City fan, wait on a quarterback. Yes. Stock up on running backs and wide yes. receivers or top-in tight ends. I promise you it's not the, the best strategy, but it's the smartest strategy. Every single year. Absolutely. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of underrated things. <laughs> Check out I-9 Sports League Office 280, I-9sports.com. Keep your kids safe. They'll teach them the sport and have a lot of fun with it. The best people in the biz are definitely I-9 Sports League Office 280. Okay. You want to start? You want me to start? I'll start. I'm gonna. I I, I kind of stole this one, but I think it's hilarious. Okay. We call it a ghost wipe. Okay. <laughs> when you go to the bathroom and you wipe, and now I'm talking about number not number one. Right. But you know what I'm talking about. I do. And it's a ghost wipe. There's nothing on the toilet paper. You look down into the toilet, and you got some deuces in there, and then you wipe, and it comes out clean. The ghost wipe. Is there somebody on this, the planet? This who, is this is the most part-time bro answer I could have had. Is this is this one of the, the one of the world's mysteries? How does the ghost wife even exist? Yeah, I I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery that we all can't. <laughs> the mystery of the pyramids. Yes. Suck it. We're talking about the mystery of the ghost oh, wife. We don't have time for conspiracy theories. We have like. Ten minutes left of the program, and we have to talk to Josh. Oh, yeah, we do. All right, first on my I-9 varsity of underrated things, I'm going to tell you a very unpopular answer here. Hangovers are underrated. Hangovers? Hangovers are underrated. Why are hangovers underrated? I'll tell you why hangovers are underrated, A. Marie Castillo, is because if you never had a hangover, you would never know how good you had it when you're partying and having a buzz. Could you imagine if you never had a hangover and you could just drink and get hammered 24-7? You would be a wildly different person and lead a wildly different life, and you wouldn't contribute to society because you'd just be out getting loose like it's friggin' summer of 69 every day of your life. So uh, first on my I-9 varsity of underrated things, hangovers. That's a good one. Thank you. That's little, a really per- little good perspective one. for you. That is a very good one. Okay, underrated. I love when you drive into a parking lot and there's the best parking spot available. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's underrated. Oh, so underrated. Uh, uh, Thank you, Roe v. Wade. Um, Without all these extra human beings out here taking up all your good parking spots, eh, Marie Castillo? Uh, Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like when you're driving down Central to coming out with a van, and A. Marie, because Fred's not here. That is correct. Um, and, and you just, you're so excited. You're like, all right, you're getting close to the venue here at Red Door. And you're like, should I make it safe? Should I take, should I, should I not take a risk? Should I park? 
three blocks away, you're like, no, I'm going to go for it. Go for and it. there's a parking spot right in front of where you want to park. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Excellent answer. Next on my I-9 varsity of underrated things, and uh, we're up against it. we got to get to voice the isotopes, Josh Sushan ASAP. But um, I'm going to say toast. Toast? Toast. Everyone just forgets about toast. It's just hot bread. But when you need some, you don't know what you want. There's always toast. Toast crushes it every time, no matter if you got some butter on it, if it's a PBJ situation, you do a little dollop of honey. Whatever it is, whatever it may be, toast is always fantastic. Toast is always there for you. Okay, I, so this is our last one? Yes. Dang it. I'm going to go with a bogey. Oh, great answer. That is very underrated, a bogey. Great answer. Majority of people would love to bogey a hole. The average golfer, the uh, below average golfer. Correct. Yeah, bo bogeys are my par. That's what I'm saying, though. If I, it's very underrated. If You're I, like you still bogeyed the hole. If I walk out on the golf course, and I shoot 18 straight bogeys, mm -hmm. it's the best day of my life. That's what I'm saying. It is perfect. Give me a two putt bogey all day, every day. If you get a hundred, that's underrated as well. Ninety-nine. If you break a hundred, break a hundred. Underrated. Have a good time. Break a hundred. Well friggin' done. We got to go to commercial break. I could talk about underrated things all day. We're but we asking Josh Sushan. Jo oh, for sure, we're asking Josh Sushan. When we get back, voice the isotopes, Josh Sushan. You're listening to Two Men on ninety-five nine FM AM six ten, the Sports Animal. What a program! Had a lot of fun with it today at Red Door Brewing, downtown Albuquerque. Thank you so much for joining today, eh, Marie? Van. Yes. This was great, and it just got better and better throughout the show. And that's not the booze talking. Um, I strongly disagree. I think it's a, <laughs> it may not be the booze talking, but I think it's a contributor. I don't know if we're doing as good as the isotopes Ooh, shutting baby. out teams. Well, let's figure that out with Voice of the Isotopes. Josh Sushan joining us right here, two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sush, today's I-9 Varsity was the I-9 Varsity of underrated things. Do you have something on your list that's wicked underrated? Oh, let's see. Well, so I'm kind of back in, like, baseball mode and, like, work mode. And so in my mind, it, sure. you know, so I'm kind of thinking work mode. So underrated would be like, oh, the DJ – Especially if a visiting ballpark plays music and you're like, yeah, I was kind of in the mood to listen to that, right? Like maybe you're in a mellow mood and they crank in like really like intense music. You're like, no, I didn't want that. Underrated is like, oh, no, I was kind of in a Motown mood and, and there's some Motown going today. You know, like, okay, the DJ and I are on like the same vibe. Or I walk into the clubhouse and I got two things I want to get. I want to get the lineup and I want to get my guests for the pregame interview. Boom, both are right there. The guy who I want to interview is sitting at his locker just like as if he was waiting for me, and the lineup's posted right there. You're like, you know what? Everything is just coming together perfectly right here. Uh, apparently, Josh Sushan's I-9 Varsity of underrated things is everything going his way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> All right, Sush. Another day, another shutout. What's going on with these isotopes' arms, my dude? We're not going to leave Sacramento. Um, breaking news, 
The Isotopes are relocating <laughs> to Sacramento. We're going to play every single one of our games no. the rest of the season no. here in Sacramento. <laughs> now, uh, Is there some look, kind of portal directly from Albuquerque <laughs> to Sacktown? We're keeping Jim Griego. You know, here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people who probably get sick and tired of hearing about elevation and, like, the difference that it makes when you're playing baseball. But here's the thing. If anything, it is not an overrated thing. It is actually underrated about the impact that it has on a baseball game. These two teams played a game I see what you did one month ago in Albuquerque where the final score was 17-16. to 16. And so far here in Sacramento, sure. in three games, we have not had that many runs scored, right? You're at sea level. You've got dimensions that are not quirky. It's like this 80s, you know, symmetrical ballpark. The wind is blowing in. It's cooler because it's late summer, early fall. Let's give a lot of credit to the pitchers. You know, they're attacking the strike zone. But also, you can make mistakes here. So, yeah, they pitched shutout two times in three games. They made some mistakes. You make mistakes in Sacramento. Sometimes you pay for them, but not always. You make a mistake in Albuquerque, you pay for it almost every single time. Um, so, you know, a number of different guys just getting it done, though. And uh, it's, it's been fun to watch. Is it because um, my ginger brother, Noah Davis, is on fire and he's making a case for himself to be part of the big club next year? It's 100% because your ginger brother is on fire. You know, three of his last, three, three of his last four starts, no runs allowed. You know, and, and I'm really pumped for Noah because opening night starter for the Topes and gets called up, you know, pretty quickly, gets hurt. He's back at AAA. He's back in the big leagues. He's a reliever. He gets hurt. He's back at AAA. You know, it's, it's been up and down, but he's finishing strong, and he's making a case for, hey, you know, you need to start the final month of the season. I'm ready. You need a reliable starter next year. I'm ready for it, you know. Um, he still needs to throw a few more strikes. Sometimes his, his control kind of gets away from him. Man, his slider was really good last night. He got a lot of awkward swings with that slider. Josh, uh, you know, we are very fortunate that we get to talk to you so often, Van, Fred, Amory, the whole two men on gang. But for people who don't get to listen often, where this is a very exciting season for the Isotopes, and we're, we might be playoff bound. What is, what is playoffs looking for the Isotopes right now? Well, the other benefit from yesterday is that Round Rock is finally cooled off. Round Rock has lost two in a row, so the Isotopes Sweet. picked up a game in the standings Good. for the first time in quite a while. I mean, the Topes have won nine of their last 11 games, and they finally picked up one game in the standings during that stretch. So we're four games out, but we're still in fourth place. But four games out, 21 to play. So you're saying there's a chance. In my mind, you know, you probably have to go something like 16 and 5, 17 and 4 in order to make up four games when there's three teams that are above you that you got to catch. So in my mind... Got to win three in a row here in Sacramento. Get back home. Take care of business against Reno. You never know. I mean, there's such wild fluctuations with AAA rosters. You know, today was in September call-ups. Just as quickly as the team gets hot, they can get cold and they can fall apart. So just keep doing what you're doing, and let's see what happens. Yeah, and stay at friggin' sea level. We're crushing it. Sush, do you have a fantasy draft coming up this weekend? Monday night. 
Monday night. So is it? Oh, is it like? Well, good uh, for you though. Is it you're like not, you're off that night? Is it like college friends? Is it the Isotopes League? Like what? What league are you in? Yeah, it's it's an Isotopes League, and I I, I resisted for a good forty plus years of my life of playing fantasy. And then uh, uh, pandemic, 2020, <laughs> I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I'm just sitting at home anyways. Might as well join this stupid fantasy football thing that everyone's always talking about. So I can be that obnoxious guy who's like, let me tell you about my fantasy football team, even though you didn't ask about it. Uh-huh. So I, I started uh-huh. that year, and now I'm about to play my fourth year of it. Okay, so are you, are you ready for the draft? Do you know what draft pick you are? I am not ready for the draft whatsoever. I, I did a, I did a mock draft about three hours ago today, and that was the first time that I even looked at a single name, a single thing. I, I looked okay. at nothing at all. But here's the thing. Fantasy drafts the- are so easy now because the computer does everything for you. Back in the day, you had to buy a magazine. Yeah. You had to make your own list. You had to, like, come up with stuff. You had to know names. Now all you do is you just look, and there's all the experts that give you all these rankings. And it's, it's really hard to completely screw up your draft. Now, you can make some dumb mistakes, but it's really hard to, to really make a ton of mistakes the way it's computerized. Josh, I've been fortunate to work with you for like two years now, and let me tell you, you're one of the most overprepared. Your uh, notes are insane. I would be so nervous to play fantasy football against you. No, don't play fantasy baseball against me. Okay, so fantasy baseball, that's different, right? Well, I, I would I know what never I'm doing do with that. Baseball. Football, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I just go off whatever the rankings are by the experts. Smart. Um, the experts got something wrong. Uh, Witten Bernard's not a starting center fielder in Major League Baseball. Is this the biggest injustice in the history of the world? Well, yeah. Uh, the short answer is yes. By the way, did you see... I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. Barack Obama sent him a letter. Like, Barack Obama what? knows about his story what? and sent him a letter. Like, on Barack Obama letterhead, like, typed up and, like, yep. signed and everything. I was talking to Winston about it today. Winston works with some somebody back in San Diego. And this kid, I don't know who this kid is, but this kid knew somebody who knows Barack Obama. And he's like, oh, yeah, Barack knows about your story. And, he, and Winston's like, wait, what? Yeah, so Barack sent him a letter. He posted it on Twitter today. Yeah, uh, Winton told us about that when he was on the with us earlier. Sushan, thank you so much. You're the best in the biz. Have a great call this evening, and uh, let's keep this momentum going. Go Topes. I'll tell you all about my fantasy football team on Tuesday, whether you want to hear about it or not. Oh, I do. Let's go. <laughs> Josh Sushan, the best in the biz. Thank you so much. Amory Castillo, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Josh. You uh, crushed it today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm out. I'm, me and the husband are going to hang out. Thanks for having me. Have a great, safe weekend out there, friends of the show. It's a holiday weekend. Have as much fun as humanly possible, but stay safe out there, friends of the show. We'll see you on Tuesday. Love you, Burke.